Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson. And today we are briefly recapping the win on Thursday night against the Packers in Lambeau. You have got to love this. Let's get it on. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... The Detroit Lions Podcast. All right, so my Packers post-game notes. Uh, love the win. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, the Lions dominated defensively in the run game to the point where the Packers quit trying to run the ball. And then the Packers couldn't protect Jordan Love. And then the secondary made Love play for his terrible decisions under pressure, which he's been making all year. And man, if you'd watched a certain Daily Lions podcast last week, you might have heard someone lay out exactly that as the roadmap to beating the Green Bay Packers. Complete victory. Absolutely love the win. Lions defense... 100% deserves this one. On offense, they pounded the rock again and again and again. And as I said week one, throw away David Montgomery's yards per carry. That is not a statistic that matters. Look at his success rate. And his success rate on the season remains after last night's game at over 55%, which is in an elite success rate for a running back in the NFL. And they gave him the ball 32 times yesterday. That tells you that relative to the down and distance, David Montgomery is getting it done. That is why they keep giving him the ball. He had three touchdowns. He scored more than the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football. That tells you how well he played. As for Jameer Gibbs, I'm going to say this one more time. The only people complaining about Gibbs' usage are fantasy football guys, and they don't matter. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. The other people in your league don't care about your fantasy team. Please tell me you are not talking to your wife about your fantasy team, because if you are, you need to go buy that woman flowers. Right now, she is a saint for still being with you. Go. He got eight carries for 50 yards on lighter work, but he was tough inside, which is not surprising to anyone who actually watched him play college football. He's not a third down only back. He is not DeAndre Swift. He led Alabama in rushing yards too, and they do run up the middle. But moving on from the running backs. If Josh Reynolds keeps piling up these solid performances, 
he's going to get himself a bag in free agency. He's on pace for 913 yards right now, and that is the kind of season that gets you paid if you want to test the waters. If I were him, I don't know that I would. He's got a good spot in Detroit. He did not have a good spot in some other places. Like, this is not bad for a guy who joined the Lions, if you will remember, as a midseason cut from being healthy scratched in Tennessee in 2021. You love to see a redemption story like this. Like, you love to see a comeback arc like what Reynolds is doing this season. It's another reason to love these Detroit Lions. And speaking of love, Jordan Love, again, as he has done all season, could not get anything done until the other team started killing the clock. And unlike the Saints last week, the Lions turned the tap back on when suddenly Love became effective when the Packers were down big. And when Love threw bad balls under pressure, Jerry Jacobs caught them, unlike the Saints defensive backs who were not turning and looking for the throw. That uh, was undoubtedly a great job of scouting by the quality control coaches who never get mentioned, just saying, hey, he underthrows these balls. He misses, he throws where the guy is, not where he's going to be. Get your eyes up and look at the ball. And Jerry responded, like, I, I picked him at the beginning of the year. Uh, and I'll freely admit this was a little bit flippant on my part. I did, I did predict that he was going to be the interception leader for the Lions this season. Um, but it was mostly just, I was saying they brought in a lot of ball hawks and then kind of threw him out there, but he's doing it. That's the thing. He's going to get targeted in this secondary. And this is the kind of response that stops that from happening. Uh, you love to see it. Like Jerry has always been a great story and now he's stepping up as a player and you gotta love to see that. What I love most about this, and this is just a alliance thing. When a Detroit Lions quarterback disappears for the first quarter of almost every game, doesn't reappear until the other team takes their foot off the gas, or he gets bailed out by his position players on the regular basis, he gets a nickname like Stat Padford. When a Packers quarterback does that but worse, we get graphics about how he's the anointed third coming of Favre destined for the Hall of Fame during games. Jordan Love ain't that. I don't know what he's going to be, but it's not that. The Lions defense, man, they dialed up the pressure the last couple weeks, uh, which actually that's not even really true. Like they were fine in terms of pressures in the first couple weeks. They just weren't finishing the job. And after only getting there once in the first two weeks on a play that was a quarterback just running as much clock as he could before he went down, the Lions are finishing the job. Five different players were credited with at least half a sack. That's John Kaminsky, Aleem McNeil, Aiden Hutchinson, Charles Harris, and Isaiah Bugs. And that's two interior defenders. And I believe Hutch got one of the, the ones, things he was credited for at least partial on from the inside as well. That interior pressure is the difference in terms of defensive performances. And that's why Brad Holmes has spent so much draft capital amassing talent in the middle of the defense. Like we, we had people complaining after the first two weeks about how they didn't take Jalen Carter. And uh, that has nothing to do with his on-field talent. And I'm fine with that. 
like I like liking the players that I'm cheering for. I'll always be okay with the Lions not drafting people who can't avoid facing criminal charges during their evaluation period. I don't care how good they end up being on the field. Like it's just a good policy to have, despite the fact that yes, every once in a while, one of those guys actually cleans up their act and is not a continuous issue. It's just bad business, despite the fact that it works out every once in a while. Like you want to burn a fourth or third on Tyreek Hill. Okay. But you're talking top 10 on a guy who's was a risk at that point. Like turns out charges were dropped. Everything was fine. Eagles are probably going to be pretty happy about that going forward. I'm okay with it. I'll always be okay with it because the Lions dominated this one. 401 yards to 230 total yards. 211 rushing yards to 27 from the Packers. But they only got 190 passing yards compared to the Packers 203. So there are going to be people out there that tell you the Lions actually lost this game because they're running an archaic blah, 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 blah. 34 to 20. Next. Lions got 25 first downs to 15 for the Packers. I told you the Lions needed to be comfortable being the team that kills their opponent with a death of a thousand cuts. There it is. There's your numbers. 211 rushing yards to 27. 25 first downs to 15. The Lions came in and they took their little paring knife and they just kept shiving the Packers until they were down. 41% to 27% on third down conversions. That's the difference in this game. And the Lions converted more than double the actual number of third downs relative to the Packers. And then they also added two more fourth down conversions in addition to that. And then Green Bay also gave them (laughs) that gift in the fourth quarter of trying to jump over the long snapper, which has been a penalty in the NFL for decades. Might be something wrong with Quay Walker. Who knows? Uh, But the Lions, 73 offensive plays to the Packers, 53. Only two sacks allowed compared to five. The Lions had more than twice as many penalties called against them. Which is never shocking when you're playing Green Bay in Lambeau. Just a reality you're going to face. Doesn't matter. Still won. Good teams win these games anyway. And you're going to have to come around on the fact that the Lions are a good team. Like, you're allowed to feel good about what's happening right now. Lions had five and a half yards per play to the Packers, 4.3. The Lions had almost twice as much clock time with the ball as the Packers. So take your EPA per play, take your DVOA, and I'll just, I'll be pointing at the scoreboard. Man, as a Lions fan, if you're complaining right now, you're wrong. I don't care. If you like what I'm saying right now, I don't owe you good feelings. The team should have given them to you last night. If after a 34 to 20 win in Lambeau, you can't be happy about what the Detroit Lions did. If you think they're not doing it right, they're three and one. And 
their opposition's record, including the three losses to Detroit, is eight and five. If you think the Lions are wrong, I have some sad news for you about your ability to do your own research. Trust the experts, and I'm not claiming to be one of them, man. I'm just a guy who's watched a lot of football, like a grotesque amount of football for somebody who doesn't make a living covering the game. But when a team is winning, even I don't have the undeserved hubris to tell them that they're winning wrong. Lions win. Same new Lions. See you Monday with the more in-depth Packers review. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions! You've had enough of that shit.